the audience that's watching us live through Facebook and those who are hearing us through Resurrection Center Radio. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege for, for God to give me the opportunity to be a blessing in your life. Tonight we're going to be talking about the topic, why some prayers are answered and why some prayers are not answered. Amen. And I want you to write that down. Why some prayers are answered and why some prayers are not answered. And in order to understand and have a better knowledge of the meaning of why some prayers get answered and some don't, we have to turn to the Bible. Amen. So let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 through 34. And those who have it say amen. So that way I can read. And we could have a better understanding of what God expects of us as believers. So it's Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 through 34. And if you have it, say amen. amen. And this is Jesus teaching his disciples who are his children called by his name. He says to them in verse 33, and it reads, But seek the kingdom of God. First, and his righteousness, and all things shall be added to you. Verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Can I read that again? Verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have its own worries. Its own, its own, its own worries. But, for the day that it has its own trouble. Okay. First of all, this clarifies a lot. As believers of Jesus Christ, it is our responsibility and duty to seek the kingdom of God first. The reason why a lot of prayers are not being answered is because people are not seeking the kingdom of God. What most believers are doing is seeking their own personal gain. And that's the issue. You cannot manipulate God. Are you here with me today? Amen? Many of us are manipulating God with our emotions. We are making decisions based on what we feel and not based on the kingdom of God. For example, as a believer, it is your responsibility to check in with God first thing in the morning. You should be ahead of the game. Based on that first prayer in the morning of seeking him in spirit and truth, we'll lay out the rest of the day. Now, every day has its own troubles and its own worries. The reason why a lot of Christians don't succeed in ministry is because they get caught up in what's possible for them and not in the impossible for God. In other words, they give God prayers and then they take them back. The Bible clearly says, seek the kingdom first and everything else should be added. God knows that you need what you need. Amen. He knows that. Now, the problem is that we don't know that. We just believe that God, to a certain extent, is a figment of our imagination. And we only believe in him when we want to. And most people believe in him when they're asking him for something. Now let me give you a secret to prayers being answered before I break this out. First of all, you don't demand God. You ask him. Be careful how you speak to God. You don't demand to God. You ask him. And you don't give him a time frame. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is not a respecter of people. Okay, so we have to be careful how we approach God, because many of us are writing our blessings off 
based on our age and timing. No, I'm too old. I know God promised me 20 years ago that he was going to give me something, and I'm yet to obtain that. Well, God is not concerned about the blessing. God is more concerned about you being committed to his kingdom. Listen to me, church. The reason why many of us are not receiving from God is because we're not checking what we're giving to God. Your calling is more important to God than your own personal plans. And your calling has nothing to do with your plans. That's why the Bible said, seek the kingdom first. Now, what I learned about God is that he does accordingly to his will. So if I pray to God every morning, I said, let thy will be done. Everything that I have planned for the day now is subject to change. Why? Because I asked God to interfere. Most people ask God that, and five minutes into the day, they're already writing it off because something happened, they had no control over it, it took over their mind, it took over their body, and next thing you know, their emotions and their feelings are dictating and are going against what God had planned for them, okay? So... What we need to understand is that God has pledged himself with his covenant to be faithful to respond, okay? Now, when we are praying to God, okay, we have to look at the whole picture and not one part of the picture. The problem with many believers is they want to just focus on what's beneficial for them, okay? If you pray, thy will be done. That means that whatever is in God's mind is going to be fulfilled that day. So you're going to run the race according to God's will. So that means you woke up that morning and your plans were to go grocery shopping. You had no idea that you were going to run into somebody that betrayed you five years ago. And now you're praying to God to remove that person. No, God put that person in your way because in the morning you said that will be done. And God knew that you had some issues. And some problems that you have to what? Confront. Many of us are asking God for many things that we know for a fact. He's not going to give it to us until we change our attitude about it. Mm -hmm. How is it possible that you're asking God to do something for you, to bless you, but you haven't asked God what has he required of you to do? How many of you God has told you to write a book holding off on it? Guess what? The blessing's going to be whole. Why? Because you haven't done what God has called you to do. How many times God has told you, speak to the lost. Go and win the souls for me. No, no, no. You don't want to do that. You want to do what's beneficial for you at the moment. And when you look at the time that you have wasted, that right there determines how the blessing falls. Okay? Now, a lot of people today say, Pastor, I've been doing that. I've been doing exactly what God has asked me. My question is to that individual, under what circumstances have you been doing that? Have you been doing it because you want to do it? Or have you been doing it because it was told for you to do it, but your heart is not in the right place? Are you hearing me, church? So, we have to justify if we really have been doing what God has called us to do. Because the scripture tells us, seek the kingdom of God first and everything else should be added. So, God is not worried about what he has to do. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's more worried about you doing what you're supposed to be doing. But if you're worried about Things that you shouldn't be worried about. Then that's what's holding up your blessing. How can God give you a job. If you still waking up late every day. How can God entrust you with something that's bigger than you. Are you hearing what I'm saying. Are you hearing me church. And many of us 
have yet to understand that. And that's why God hasn't answered us. Amen? Now, when we look at the whole picture, we have to see it for what it is. First of all, God called you. Okay? When God called you, He didn't make a mistake. He knew who you were. He made you. Now, it's up to you to understand who you are in Christ. And that's where the dilemma is. That's where the issue is. That we don't know who we are. When was the last time that you actually prayed for yourself and asked God to reveal who are you? If you were to pray that prayer, I guarantee you that you will come out a different person because God will start to show you the ugliness that's inside of you that he's been trying to get out of you for the longest. But all along, all you've been doing is just mumbling words when you go into his presence. Oh, God bless this person. Oh, God do this. Oh, God do that. Oh, God. And that's all good. But have you really prayed for yourself? Have you even prayed to God if I'm your pastor? Have you prayed if this is the church? You see, we assume a lot of things and then we get mad when we don't see the results. Many of us are praying for a husband, for a wife, for children. And God is waiting for you to pray, God, get me ready. I was speaking to, to one of the young men at work and I was saying to him, how is it possible that God's going to bring you a woman or a wife if you always broke? Amen, ladies? Y'all don't want no broke man, am, am I right? You, you get what I'm saying? You want to go to the movies and you want him to buy you some fresh popcorn, you know what I'm saying? I'm just being real. So what you need to pray is, God, get me ready for that woman. So if your finances is the issue, you need to pray so God can show you what you need to correct in your finances. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying today, church? God is not going to sit up there and entertain what you believe and think it's right. You know how many times I had to apologize to my wife as a pastor? Because I went into the throne of God. And I had no idea that I had offended her or disrespect her just because I was in a moment and I had to go back and ask for apology. And I couldn't continue my prayer until I went back and asked for apology. And then God said, now I'm going to release. You see, if we respect God, everything else will follow. So it goes back to that saying. <clears throat> If you don't like what you're receiving, check what you're giving. Amen? So, here's Jesus explaining to the disciples in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, how they should pray. And he says, first of all, seek thy kingdom first and all of his righteousness. Okay, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. When we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ... As a personal savior, we are no longer citizens of this earth. We're citizens of the kingdom of God. So where does our agenda come from? From heaven. How do you know what God expects from you or wants from you if you have yet to accept that? You have accepted everything else in your life except the will of God. Many people today have not seen the blessings of God in their life like they should because they're running from their calling. The kingdom of God is based on callings and personal agendas that God has given for us to fulfill in this world. Now the difference between King Saul and King David is that King Saul was doing what his father told him to do and David was doing what the father from heaven called him to do. He was pastoring sheep. So if you're not working in the kingdom of God, the chances of you receiving a blessing from God are slim to none. Because the kingdom of God is for people that work. Our Father works. So we have to keep in mind, what are we doing that God has asked us to do that we're not doing? What was the last time you picked up the Bible and actually read it? I'm not talking about Facebook posts that people post scriptures that don't even live what they're posting. 
And you give a thumbs up and kisses and birdies. And we're not talking about. We're talking about when was the last time you actually opened up the Bible. And began to read and ask God to teach you what that scripture is saying. And how that scripture is supposed to be relevant in your life today. Your life at this point in, in life has to make sense. Someone asked me the other day, Pastor, why don't you join uh, the football fantasy league? I said, you crazy? I'm a pastor. I don't have time for that. Don't get me wrong. The temptation was there. I've never done fantasy football. What I'm saying is, it's something that my flesh desires, but in reality, is it beneficial for me? I'm supposed to be seeking God in order to receive from God so I can give to y'all. Imagine me spending my time that I don't have doing things that I'm not supposed to be doing. It goes back to our everyday situations. You see other people in people's business and you turn around and you say, they're up in their business. How come they're not in there? They're good giving advice. They're good at being this, but they're so far from what they're saying. The kingdom of God, write this down, is, the, is a kingdom of order. God is a God of order. God ain't going to bless no mess. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So how do you show God that you're ready for the blessing? When you get up every morning and you ask him, Lord, show me your ways. Look at that simple prayer, but very deep meaning. Now, when God begins to, to show you his ways, don't reject them. Now, many times when you pray that prayer, like I have prayer, the first thing that comes in mind is people that I haven't thought about in a long time. I haven't seen in a long time. And some of these people have done me wrong. But it's God's will for me to ask them for forgiveness when they offended me. Many of us have a problem with that. And the first thing you say, it's not fair. My question to you was, is, was it fair for Jesus to hang on the cross? Was it fair for him to create a universe that now rebelled against him? Is that fair? It's not. So in reality, when you look at your problems and you look at your situation compared to everything that God has endorsed, it's, it's really nothing. 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 And, and for the record, when you forgive someone, you release yourself. Now, if that person doesn't forgive you, that's up to them. They're going to deal with the consequences. But when you ask for forgiveness, you have released yourself in front of God. So God no longer holds it against you. Now it's double against the person that's holding it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is good. So let's look at a few things here. Okay. One of, one of the things that I want you guys to keep in mind is that when we're praying, we have to look at the whole picture. Okay, so let's say we're praying for a wife, a husband, a job. What are all those things that make up that one person? Many things, and one of them is responsibility. Because there's men that want women just for one thing and vice versa. Who wants to be in a relationship like that? Now, how do you show yourself approval to God? You start working on you. God, help me make the best out of this situation so that it doesn't end up the same way my last relationship. Whatever it might be, if I got fired from this job, whatever happened, you have to look at the whole picture and say, God, where am I in the picture? And don't let me get lost. Don't allow me to get lost in the picture, but let me see the whole picture. Okay, now a picture is made out of many things, but it's consumed by one image. When you take a picture, there's a lot of pixels that make up that one picture, right? But if it wasn't for that one, if that one pixel is not there, the picture will be what? Incomplete. But if every pixel is in its place and the picture is complete. When we pray, we have to pray to God and say, show me the whole picture. And show me where I am in the picture. And don't allow me to get lost in the picture. Because you know how I am. I wander off. When God shows you the whole picture of your life. 
and you find yourself in the picture and you don't get lost in the picture, now your prayers are being answered. Because now you're praying correctly. You're not praying selfishly. There's a lot of Christians that pray for God to bless their families and their relatives and to curse their enemies. You think that's God's will? The Bible says that God will repay to those who have done. Now, when I'm praying against my enemies, so people have done me wrong, what I say is, God, do as you please. I ain't cursing them. That's not my responsibility. Okay? We cannot manipulate our prayers because we're speaking to God. We're not speaking to our partner at work. We're not speaking to the people that we normally get them caught up in all of our garbage and then we feel good when in reality we know that we ain't right. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? So let's look at this. Okay. In order to receive what God has given to us, the first thing that we need to pray for when we're working on ourselves so that we could get prayers answered, it's our mind. Lord, I ask you to open up my mind to your kingdom. Remove every junk out of my mind. Because whatever comes into the mind eventually has to be downloaded where? To the heart. And the Bible says that the issues of life flow where? You could have a lot of disgusting thoughts. I, I, I have prayed in some occasion and this negative thought just came in my mind. And I rebuked it because I knew it was the enemy Trying to get me back to my old ways. And I say, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to pray for she to go to hell. I'm going to pray for her to go to heaven. You get what I'm saying? I'm just using that. You know, there's been some nasty things that have crossed my mind. That I said, where in the world did that come from? Hallelujah. Please save me, Jesus. Because I'm one disgusting human being. If I allow my mind to wonder. Am I the only holy, holy person in this place? No. When was the last time God told you to pray for your husband or your wife and the first thing that came to your mind was like, you, uh, God, I, I need prayer because I'm about to bust it. You got some nerves asking you to pray for her or for him when she burned the rice. And then she got mad. I took it out on time. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Oh, you asking me to pray for him and he don't even wash his own clothes? Like for real? You see... If we get caught up in those things, we become the devil's puppets. Because in reality, when you serve God with a mind completely surrendered to Christ, no one, remember this, no one can take you out from God's will. The only person that can take you out of God's will is yourself. So the Bible says, seek the kingdom first. Before you turn on the TV, before you step out the house, before you turn on the radio, what's the first thing you should be seeking? His kingdom. Very simple. God, I'm here. Good morning. I love you. I'm asking you, Lord, what's the agenda for the day? I know I'm going to work, and there's going to be a lot of things that are going to occur that some of them I'm expecting and some of them are not expecting. But, Lord, help me lead the way, the way that you have already predestined and framed for me to do. And guess what? That day will make sense to you. We've been wasting a lot of time with the time that we have been given because we can't make sense of who we are and where we're going. If you can't make sense of who you are and where you're going, that's a, this is the perfect opportunity for you to come into the throne of God, ask Him for forgiveness, and allow God to start restoring and healing you and getting you right on the same path that He has called you to begin with. Okay. Now, next question is, why some prayers are answered and some are not? Actually, two questions. First of all, the ones that are answered are according to whose will? And the ones that are not answered are according to whose will? You get the picture? Okay. How it, if God has called you to do something and you haven't do it, what makes you think that he's going to listen to the prayer request of something that you're requesting when you still haven't accomplished the first assignment? Hello? If God has told you, I, I, I want you to be healed, don't ask God to bring you friends. Mm -hmm. Because if God brings you friends, guess what's going to happen with that broken person of you? You're going to contaminate them. 
with all that garbage. There comes a time in your life where you're going to feel alone, and that's God's will. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you need to be alone for your own sake. There's a time that no one's going to call you, mm -hmm. that no one's going to look for you. That's the perfect time for you to make time and say, God, break me. God's not going to allow anything to come into your life that's going to destroy you. Even a blessing could destroy you before it's time. I remember a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, he was praying for God to bring him a wife. I was so excited for him once he found a girlfriend that wanted to marry him. And the day of the wedding, I told his father, man, I'm so happy that he's gonna get, he's gonna get married, man. I'm so excited, you know. I I, I seen his suffering, his frustrations, uh, you know, for the year that I knew him. I didn't know him that long. His father looked at me and said, "I'm buying a suit." I said, "Why?" He said, "This is the third marriage." I kid you not. Thirty days later, he was no longer my best friend. He didn't want me around him. He was super jealous. He would follow his new wife to the bathroom. I said, "That ain't gonna last long." First of all, don't be jealous of me because she ain't my type to begin with. And, and, and second of all, I thought I was your friend. You see how people change? I feel so bad for him because he never took the opportunity to examine his heart and said, God, fix me. Marriages are expensive and divorce are even more expensive. And that's not God's will. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? No, I'm not picking on no one. I'm just saying that's not God's will. That's too expensive, too much time, too much art, too much hurt. So we have to start looking at ourselves in God's picture and say, what am I doing that's wrong? And when you ask that, get ready to receive it. And when it comes your way, don't beat yourself up. Thank God that he's telling you because he has your best interest than anyone else on this earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is good. Give him a round of applause. Amen. Now, to seek the kingdom of God is to know who God is, to understand who God is, to live in God, to be devoted to him. That's the kingdom of God. That's how you seek it. God, I want to know you. I want to understand you. I want to live for you. That's how you seek the kingdom of God. I want to be devoted to you. Show me your ways. Because your ways are better than my ways. Because my ways haven't gotten me so far nowhere. Am I right or wrong? So that should be your attitude when you go into the prayer room. Now, remember this. Now that you have prayed that, God is going to start, work, start working with your mind. And from your mind, every word that's coming from God, everything that he's showing, he wants you now to download it into your what? Your heart. So now you have to get the hard drive cleaned up and say, God, remove everything off my heart. There's sometimes, I don't know about you, that you pull up somewhere and someone that you haven't seen in a while pulls up and all of a sudden you get this, this feeling. And you're like, oh. That little, uh, That little, uh Needs to, out. Uh, it's true. Because God wants to make you a clean vessel. God doesn't pour his holy anointed self in dirty vessels. So when you feel that, ah, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, God, I'm going to run into, oh, ah, I didn't know. Help me, Lord, because there's something wrong with me. I shouldn't be feeling that way. That's not of you, God. That's the devil trying to creep in. Because I want to bust a cat. Let me tell you something. Some of my best friends today, at one point or another in my life, were my worst enemies. And today they're my best friends. Because I allow God to work with me. When I saw the whole picture, I knew it was God's plan for them to betray me at one point in my life so that I can grow up. Because sometimes we depend more on men than what we do on God. And then when men fails us, guess who pays for it? God does. Oh God, why did she betray me? Oh, why did she... 
Because the whole time you were talking to her when you should have been talking to me. Because I could have revealed to you what she was up to. And you could have prayed so that the devil that was in her could have got out of her. And she could have been cleansed. And the relationship could have been better. But no. All you saw was what you wanted to see. And looks could be deceiving. Oh my God. But he's so good looking. How can... how? How could he? How could she? Oh my God, why? Oh my, let me call Molly. Oh, let me call Kelly. You never called on God. Everyone that I come into partnership with, I don't jump in right away. I said, let me pray about it. Let me pray about it. Because I want to make sure that you're the right person for me in my life. Amen. I don't, I don't have time to waste time. Amen. Now, in order to also, have a better understanding why some prayers are answered and some are not. We need to understand that God is expecting for us to align ourselves to what we pray for. For example, Daniel prayed for God to reveal to him something. But Daniel aligned himself to that prayer. Your actions speak louder than words. How are you going to say, God, help me lose weight? And the first thing that you're doing is stuffing your mouth. God, you know I need to stop. Because this, this, this. You're asking God to help you lose weight, but you have the audacity to stuff yourself with some donuts while you're saying it. I know the same. You think God is going to honor that? God will honor your sacrifice. That you'll pass by. I'm, I'm not picking. I'm just saying. You'll pass by that. If, if that's the case, if you want to lose weight, there's people that don't want to lose weight. And that's okay. That's fine. To each his own. But what I'm saying is, if you pass by that box of donuts and that stuff, and you say, you know what? Even though it's calling me, I pray to God for me to lose weight. I'm just going to I'm just gonna skip on it. I'm going to walk away from it. God will honor you. God. Two pounds you lose. And you say, where well, I lost two pounds from? You have no idea. God's a miracle. Because God could still work in miracles. God could help you lose weight through a miracle. But he needs your participation. And if he doesn't have your participation, he's not going to bless no mess. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, if you're saying, God, I want a house. You're, you're stuck in an apartment or something. What is God now looking at? The way you're administrating what? How you want a house when, you could, when you're barely making it right now? Now, you might say, I know people that, that got their answer to prayers when they were barely making it. I'm not saying that God made an, uh, uh, an exception. What I'm saying is that maybe God worked in mysterious ways, but in order to keep that house, now you've got to manage your finances better. Now, one of the things that you guys should do every time you get paid, every paycheck that comes into your hand, you should pray before you deposit it. Lord, thank you for providing. Now, help me be a good minister of what you have given me. I pray. Even if you get direct deposit, you pray. Lord, thank you for the provision. Thank you because if it wasn't for you, I wasn't able to make it a work. Thank you for my lungs. Thank you for my head. Thank you for my legs. Thank you for my arms. Thank you that you kept me from an accident. There's many people that got into an accident, lost a leg or something. Now they're in disability. They lost everything they had because they can't afford it because they didn't have enough finances to keep that. That could have been you, but it wasn't. So God, thank you. Don't pray after you bought the Chinese food, after you bought the pizza, after you bought all of this stuff that you shouldn't be spending for God to help you minister the money. No, because you had it, but you wasted it. If you were to time how much money you spend out on eating out a year or on things that you don't need, that will build your whole wardrobe. All right? The average family spends on eating out a month $500. $500 a month in an ERA account for to the age of 70 is $5 million for your retirement. But you spend out and Choni Chong, Chicky Chong, Krispy Kreme, and all these places. Well, I'm making up names because I don't want to get sued. You get what I'm saying? So they, these are places that don't exist, but they're related to places that do exist. Amen? I'm, I'm just keeping the name, so I'm going to switch names up a little bit. Okay? Uh, uh, the cheeseburger of the king. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that place. Amen? <laughs> Wack Arnold's, not McDonald's. You know? Okay? So I have to now align myself to the word that has come out of my mouth. God, 
help me become a better person. Now I have to align myself. So that means that my actions should be for the better. So if I want to become a better person, per se, everyone treats you bad. No one wants to be around you because you're mean, you're evil. Now you're working on yourself. What should you be doing? Building yourself on, on things that are going to edify you. If I want to become a better person, the first thing that I got to search is for those things that make people better people or a better person. I'm not going to sit in front of the TV and watch Jerry Lawler grab a chair, throw it over. I have to switch names, you know, because I don't want to get sued. And, and, and then say, you know, hey, hey, you know, I'm trying to be a better person. But I was watching the, the show and this person hit somebody. You're not the daddy show. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I'm not at the daddy. Or You know, you got to get away from that garbage because the images and the things that you see and the things that you hear affect your attitude. You get what I'm saying? You're listening to all this garbage. Oh, I want to grab you like this. I want to take you like this. And then you're praying for God to bring your wife. And what you want to do, you want to do what you were listening to. And no wonder why she's gone. Or, or he's gone. God, I want children, but the ones that you, right now you can't even... Come, come on, man. Let's be real. We have to look God sees that. Now, the reason why God doesn't answer prayers to those who have calling, because God is more concerned if you're doing His will here on this earth. Now, you can walk away from God, okay? And I guarantee you that everything you pray for will come to pass. With consequences. But if you're in God's will, now you have to learn the art of waiting. Mm -hmm. That's true. The blessing depends on you. Don't ask God for promotion if you ain't ready to deal with some devils at work. No, I pray God help me to learn how to deal with devils before you promote me. That sounds about right. Because the moment you get the job, now you're all mad. Now you're upset. When you're asking God for promotions, what you're really asking is for offensive. The higher you go, the higher the offense. The higher you go, the the, the better the, the, the bigger the concept, the compensation, but at the same time, the bigger the problems. If you don't want problems and you don't want situations, then don't do nothing. But if you want stuff, you're gonna have to do something. God give me a house. God will give you the house. But are you ready to cut the grass? You ready to take take the trash out? You ready? To, you ready to put some salt? You know, in the winter when the ice comes down, you you ready to? You, you know, we have to be careful what we pray for. That's why I always pray to God: Give me what's for me and what you know is for me. But don't give me what's not for me right now, because you know what's up. You know me. You know me. Show me the picture. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Now. Many people who are not serving God today are out there and sometimes you see them succeed. And you say, but wait a minute, so-and-so was in church, they left church, now they're doing good. You're only seeing one part of the picture. You're not seeing, not everything that shines is gold. I've sat down with some people that you argue about. You have no idea how much debt they have. They have so much debt that the debt is taller than themselves. But you want to be ghetto fabulous because so-and-so bought a new car. Now you want to go buy a car you can't afford. And then you say, God told me. And then the devil told me. Hello? One of the things that I pray to God is that I never turn void in my relationship with my wife. And God has shown me you need to take care of yourself. Just because you're getting older in age doesn't mean you have to settle in the sense that that's it. You're going to wear a Ronald McDonald t-shirt every day. You're going to wear some cargo jeans and you're going to wear some shoes that don't fit you. Like, no. I looked at that GQ magazine. I said, I want to look like that, daddy. And God said, you look better than that. Because you're not my image and my likeness. And God began to show me. And I started changing. Now there's a lot of things that I have to change. But the thing is that I'm a work in progress. But I'm in God's will. Amen. 
When we get out of God's will, it's like a train getting out of track. What's going to happen to that train? It's going to derail. Do you want to derail the next 30 years of your life? No, no one wants to do that. So it's time for you to start praying, God, what am I doing wrong? Some of the answers to your prayer are right in front of your notes. Some of you have been praying for something and God has been wanting it to be revealed to you. And it's there, but you don't want to see it because you only want to see what you want to see. I look at God, and when I go into the throne, I say, show me the whole picture. Even though I might not be ready for what you're about to show me, get me ready. You know why God hasn't revealed a lot of things to you today, but he'll reveal them to you 10 years down the road? It's because if he reveals them to you today, it'll destroy you. 10 years down the road, you'll be mature enough, and you'll be like, who was talking about me? Oh, who cares? If God told you right now, oh, huh, let me go get some Vaseline. Yo, that's it. That's it. I had it. I had it. You watch what I'm going to do. Next thing you know, you find yourself on Channel 22. They catch you on a bad hair day. They, they lock you up in the morning. Your hair's over here. Your bun's over here. Your brush is over here. And people go to all kinds of comments. What in the world is it? And then you mad at God. You know what I'm saying? One eyelash on, one off, one eye on, one eye on, one leg on. People's crazy. You'd be surprised how, how long it takes people to put themselves together before they look that good. So make sure you do your homework. Make sure you, wait a minute, you wasn't walking that way when I first saw you. What, what happened to you? I just didn't notice. We'll start noticing now. Amen. God, show me the whole picture. God, show me the whole picture. Amen. Now, there was a lady years ago, I heard this testimony, that she prayed for God to heal her son. He was in a wheelchair, okay? He was, he was involved in, a, in an accident, and he ended up getting paralyzed from the waist down. So ever since that incident in his life, he started attending church with his mom. Now, during that, during the second or third year of him being in the church, God started moving powerfully when he was using the pastor to lay hands on people, people were being healed, people were being delivered, all kinds of things. So she went to the room of God and she said, God, heal my son. He's here every service. And you healing people, they're just walking out from the street in here. Heal my son. He's in the wheelchair. He's here. He's here every service. He's, he's, he's serving you. He's here, Lord. When she least expected it, God healed him. And one day he got up from the chair and started walking. Okay? A month later, he got killed. In the streets. She went to pray to God. Why did God allow that to happen? And God's response to her was. When he was in the wheelchair. He was mine. You wanted him out of the wheelchair. You prayed. You prayed. And I did the miracle. But his heart was in the streets. Sometimes you need to stop praying for certain things. There's a reason for that. Leave it alone. Move on from it. God, why, why this hasn't happened? Why, 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 why? No, God, there's a reason why it's not happening. You know what? I'm going to click my heels. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to shake myself. I'm going to move on to the next prayer. In due season, you will answer me. For example, one time, God showed me a vision that we were moving. I saw windows. And I prayed. I said, God, I, I, I got this vision. You showed me this vision. Is it from you? I had the vision again. God, is, it, is this your vision? I had the vision again. You know what I did one morning? I said, okay, I get it. What do you want me to do? I ain't got no money in the bank, and you, and you said that we're moving the house. And you know what God said to me? Start packing and putting away the things that you're not using. When I started packing, money started coming in. Action, speak louder than words. Six months later, we moved to our new house. You see the obedience? You, you're telling God, I want this, but you're not doing nothing to get it. God, I want a wife, but you're not making yourself available. You go to the mall with your kids and kids that are not yours. And who wants to look at somebody that's... You, you got to spray on opportunity. You, you, you got to present yourself. You know what I'm saying? Esther got herself ready for the king while the other ones were taking care of themselves instead of 
getting some knowledge. She got some knowledge. She got a win of one of the servers that worked with the king. And she asked the server, what does the king like? What does the king like? And then she went and she prepared herself. And he told her, well, you're going to have to scrub yourself for six months. She didn't say, yeah, right. She said, okay, I'm up for it. Sometimes God got to scrub you and scrub you and scrub you and tear you up until you are ready for your answer prayer. And there he came and he picked her out of the crowd. You know how many beautiful women were in that, in that, in that place? This is the king. He, there ain't no, no ugly women in there. They were all beautiful women. And out of all of them, his eyes were glued on one. Because one, pray to God for God to reveal. You see, you want God to promote you at work. Start praying. God, get me ready and let my boss notice me. You don't have to be cutting corners, throwing people under the bus. You do that stuff. Go ahead and do it. They're going to do it to you. Yeah, actually, right now, the person that you're training, they're going to replace you. So get ready. Be careful. You reap what you sow. What comes around, goes around. So if you don't want nothing bad to happen to you and your children and your house, then stop doing bad things. You see people breaking into your neighbor's house, but you got that no snitch code. You're going to say, but when they break into your house, then you mad nobody told you. That's why I tell my neighbors everything that's going on. And guess what? We're not there. They tell us what's going on in our house. They say, yo, the package got dropped off. I'm just texting you. Just letting you know. You want me to put it inside the house? You want me to keep it? Hey, what's up? That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because we created, what, a relationship. But how do we create that relationship? Because God has given me favor because I pray, God, give me favor with my neighbors. Give me favor with people. Let thy will be done. I, I, I got friends that are atheists for crying out loud. Friends that don't believe in God. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by friends, I'm using that word. I shouldn't be using that word uh, that way. Acquaintances. Sorry. Thank you. Amen. But I know that some way, somehow they see God in me. And the goal is to get them to convert to Christ. Yes. So I have to be at my best behavior. You, you get what I'm saying? So that means I sometimes I just want to grab somebody and squeeze them. But I know that ain't right in front of the public. Oh, I, 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 I want somebody to notice me. You go to the store in pajamas. And then you get mad because your picture is on the Walmart people on the side of the TV from the emails that you get. You're like, oh, the picture's from Walmart people. Oh, that's me. That's the best. You get, but I'm the bad guy if I say that. No, I'm being real. No one's going to notice you. You have to take the initiative to grab the bull by the, the, bull by the horns and say, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it right, but I'm going to do it God's way. God, I'm going to align my prayers by my actions. I want to lose weight. Lord, it is hard for me to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know how difficult it is for me to get up from this couch and let go of that demonic demon TV remote. <laughs> but I know I got to do it. And you get up and you start working out at home or you start walking around. You know what God will start doing? He'll start giving you strength out of nowhere. You let go of that bag of chips, God will let go of a blessing. There's nothing wrong with a bag of chips. But when you're eating a whole bag of chips, you're eating the whole thing, and the thing is the size of a pillowcase. That's right. <laughs> and then you have the nurse to say, well, it was half air. Hallelujah, it's true. And it was half air. It was partially full. <laughs> but somehow it got empty. <laughs> and don't touch it. You know what I learned? Right. I, I went... went that, that that if you have an attitude of gratitude and you accept the things that God has asked you to accept, God is going to bless you. Amen. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Whoever has it, read it all out. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your request be made, made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, can we make it any clearer than that? Amen. Can we make it any clearer than that? Now, let's look at this, and I want you to highlight that, that scripture. Uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 
through 7. Look, look at what it says, and we're going to break this down. Be anxious for nothing. Why are you anxious? You're always running late. You're always running behind. You're always worried about nothing. Let me tell you something. It's funny how life is. The older you get, as a human being, the more tolerable you become. Amen. Before you wouldn't tolerate nothing. When you get older, it's like, you get what I'm saying? Oh, they, they, they put crayons on the wall. Okay, don't worry. When you get older, it's like, okay, it's not here for now. Guess who's going to paint that wall? That's not going to be me. It's going to be them. But no, oh my God, they're painting the wall. Oh my God, oh, oh my God, they put up. In the midst of that, you lose sight of who you are, and God forbid you get a heart attack and you die. Where the paint going to go now? The paint going to go in your tombstone. Give God a round of applause. Amen. But check this out. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? With thanksgiving. Okay? So when you pray to God, keep this in mind. Be thankful. Thank you, God is raining. Thank you, God, I hit a pothole. Thank you, God, she rolled her eyes at me. Thank you, God, because they brought me a cup of coffee. Thank you, God, for the squirrels that ate all the nuts from the tree. So the tree will make the nuts and the nuts won't get on my car. Thank you, Lord. Thank Oh, no. If a branch, thank you, Lord. If a branch, God forbid, if a branch fall in our car. How, 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 we come out, how do we get out of character? I want the tree to rip. Why? Why me? Why not watch the car? And be torn it. They're coming and dump here. Why not have Why did they have to grab the last gallon of milk? Why, why, why? And you had no idea that was ready to expire. And God wanted you to get some fresh milk. Across the street. That's exercise. And as you're walking across the street and you're single, oh, wow, que paso? God's will. Oh, let it be done. Testimonies of people picking up numbers in gas stations? I'm just telling you, we got some testimonies. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? But we got to understand that every morning we wake up and we put God first. I'm not talking, I don't care if you know scripture, okay? I do care, don't get me wrong, but what I'm saying is you might not be there yet, but you're on your way there. So as long as you know something about the Bible and you're applying it in your life, eventually you will get to a place that you will know the Bible and you will know God who he is. You will never get to know him completely because God is infinity. But what I'm saying is you will get to a place in your life where you're so mature that nothing really bothers you or fades you. They crashed my car. Oh, well, insurance. My house flooded. Okay, insurance. I mean, it's not the best situation, but what can you do? You could be under a cardboard box. Hello? People always complain, oh, the solar, this, this, that. And I say, at least you got a house. There's a lot of people that are homeless today. Hallelujah. I'm just saying. You, you know what I'm saying? So thank God your phone ain't working. You want a new phone. That's fine. At least you got a phone. It's not the best phone, but you got a phone. That's right. You'll get one That's because right. God's going to help you how to be responsible with the first one. So you can get the second one. Hello? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? These little things that we think are not a big deal are actually a big deal. Mm-hmm. I was reading a news article that was saying that the generation that we're in is the most stressed out, indebted generation that there has been in the history of generations. This is the most stressed out generation and most indebted generation than all the generations that have been on the planet Earth. But we got smartphones. That's right. Google, tell me who's the president of the United States of America. Before, you had to go to the library. Mm-hmm. And you had to get a library card with an ID. Or your parents had a sign for it. And you had to go and find an encyclopedia. And pull up these dusty books. And open them up. And get information. Now, 
in your fingertips. And what do we do? Well, you know, she don't like me. <laughs> why does he? Why does he have to buy them shoes that I got? That's true. What? A, when the designer designed a pair of shoes or the outfit, he designed it with one thing in mind, to sell it. You wasn't going to give him a million dollars for that one pair of shoes, but a million people were going to give him a million dollars for that pair of shoes. That's why they got the same shoes you got. What's the big deal? There's people... In other third world countries, they don't even have a pair of socks. Mm-hmm. And you got more sneakers and more shoes than Foot Locker. And you mad because mm-hmm. she or he wear them shoes on the special and they knew. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I learned something about clothes. It's not the clothes. It's who's in the clothes. That's right. Because I've seen people wear some shoes. And I said they ain't pulling those off. But watch me pull them off. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. The same ones. They just shine better when they all me. But you think I'm going to be mad? It's my fault, y'all. It's my fault. Because somebody got the same shoes. You, you see the pity stuff. That, and, and while we're having this pity party, while we're upset, the devil is having a fiesta. Mm-hmm. People are dying, folks, and going to hell every day. Thank you. Thank God that you're alive. Yes. Thank God that you're breathing. I remember we went to New York City, and it so happened that day we went to go see to the Brooklyn Zoo. I mean, the Bronx Zoo. Sorry about that. And we were up there, and it it, it, it began to rain, and it got a little ugly, but it, it was free. You know? It was free on there. Free admission. Wednesdays. Take notes. Snowing. So we went over there, and we're walking around, and it wasn't the best, but we made the best out of it. You should have seen how people were when it started to snow and it rained. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> saying to myself, for real? I was cold. <laughs> I look across from me, and there's this man, this Asian man, sitting on a bench, smiling. And I asked him, I said, you okay? He couldn't, he, he didn't know English, but he communicated with a smile. He's like, so I'm assuming everything's okay. And I noticed he had an oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. You got two good pair of lungs. And here's a man with an oxygen tank smiling at the world in the same conditions that you're in. And he probably don't know Jesus. And you do. For real? Is it that serious? Hell is hotter. And worse. So when we align our prayers, we're also asking God to mold us. Yes, that's true. You right now trying to make sense out of your situation, and God is saying, I don't want you to make sense out of your situation. I want you to make the most out of your situation. Show me how you can handle this, and I'm going to give you more. Don't ask me to give you when you ain't taking care of what you got. You see people all the time. God won't give me a new car because this car is all messed up and all jacked up. No, 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 no. You gotta give yourself a car, and then the devil's gonna take it. But if God's gonna give you a car, you're gonna make sure that you're taking care of the one you got now. You get what I'm saying? If you don't align yourself, and that all has to do with your calling. Why? Because your calling overall is more valuable to God than your personal desires. That's why a lot of people today are not being blessed because they're not being faithful to their calling. God has called you to do something, and he's waiting on you to get it together. I have learned as a pastor, I was forced by God to become a pastor, and I didn't want to. I was fighting. I had all kinds of excuses. And no matter where I went, even if I was eating alphabetical soup, it would spell out pastor. Or the alphabetical cereal. Oh, I rebuked the devil. And the milk will bubble up and say, Pastor. <laughs> Anointing. <laughs> and seven years later, I'm pastoring sheep. I didn't want to. I didn't. I was cool, calm, and collective where I was rolling at. And I love working with the youth because the youth was crazy as me. You know what I'm saying? 
But God had other plans. When I accepted my calling, guess what happened? A chain reaction. Everything started falling into its place. Mm -hmm. God brought Dave into my life. God brought Wayne. God brought Chris. God brought all the pieces. Now if I need something, all I got to do is make a phone call or send a text. And you know what they said? Pastor, it's all taken care of. Because God designed it that way. God has all the working pieces for you if you can accept the calling. Now your question tonight should be to God, where am I supposed to be working in the church? Yes. What have you called me to do? And stop jumping around churches. And get plugged into the church. And say, God, where, where do you need me? And God's going to say, I need you with the children. I need you with the youth. I need you to assist the pastor. I need you to park cars. I need you to do... When you get all of that together, I guarantee you everything else will follow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I started pastoring, I had one suit. My wife bought me that one suit. I had no suits. And I want to make sure that I was representing God well. Now I got more suits that... Like everything came in its place. My wife, God has everything for you, but God is more concerned for that calling. Now, if you abandon the calling and you reject the calling, guess what? God will start closing doors. Seek thy kingdom first. Every When Jesus appeared to the 12 disciples one by one, what they were doing, they were working. You want God to use you? Start working. God don't want lazy people in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. God wants working people. Now you might say, I, I don't know what my calling is, but I guarantee you have a calling. Start praying. And whatever God shows you, start doing it. Pastor, God has called me to serve you. I have... There's one person in this church that knows my heart. Now this might not seem like nothing to no one, but this is a big deal to me because sometimes I get dropped. When that person's not here, I get the wrong cup. Now God called that person to serve me with the cup. That's a service. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I thank God for that. And I appreciate that. Don't get me wrong. But if I cannot appreciate that God has sent somebody to bring me a cup, God is going to say, well, wait a minute, Mr. Big Shop. Come on. Who do you think you is? I have to thank God for the person that's even serving me a cup. Even if that person's not here and another person gives me a cup, even if they gave me the wrong cup, I still got to thank God for that. Appreciate the small things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Appreciate the small things. Something you want to say, Pastor Miller? And this, I'm not trying to be funny. You know how I feel about, you know, I'm very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So let's say that somebody serves you in the wrong cup. Is bad to return it? No. Just okay. sip from the cup. I was about to say, I return them cup. Amen. So what happens? <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? We, we have to start seeing this thing for what it is. And I know I'm taking a little time tonight because I really want to drive this and I want to hit it home. Now, understand that God's will will be done. Now, when you begin to pray, you begin to have a life of intimacy with God. Okay? Take out time to pray during the day. Prayer is important and yeah. it's needed. There's, a, there's reasons why a lot of people today haven't died and things haven't happened because God has heard your prayer. Absolutely. I believe that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the product of someone's prayer. Someone said, Father, I pray for the next pastors, evangelists, and teachers. No one had no idea that I was in the rubble, in the trash. Doing all kinds of things. And that prayer, somehow, some way, got to Pastor Jose Martinez. And whoop, it brought me to Hawaii today. That's why when my friends see me, they'll be like, word, you. Now I know there's a God. Yeah. And I also know yes. there's a devil. Because I saw the devil operating you in 1996, 1997, 1998, 1999. And the millennium came. You became a new person. Amen. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? A little 2000. Amen. But I remember when you used to do. You know what I'm saying? Am I the only one that remembers that saying? Uh, who this? Amen. But somehow, some way, God made a way for me. So I say this to say this before we close. 
Tonight when you pray, pray that God will show you. That God will give you clarification. Now, there's nothing wrong with asking for signs. If you're not too sure, that's from God. Keep asking. And God will reveal to you if it's from Him. In its due season. Don't jump into conclusions. Don't pray and then say, you know, God has answered me. I, I'm, I'm fine. I, I got the answer. No, sometimes look for double confirmation. Okay? So when you pray to God and you go into His presence and, and God has shown you something, but you're not sure if it's clearly what He wants you to do, pray for it again and God will give you confirmation. Don't jump. Okay, like I did with the house. I, I, I asked for triple confirmation and God gave it to me and I did what I had to do. Amen. So today, when we leave this place, when we wake up tomorrow morning, what are we going to say? Thy will be done. Understand this. Once you say that, you're subject to him. So if you're driving in your car tomorrow, right? And God places in your heart and says, bring Pastor Jose a cup of coffee. You always forget about me. Bring Pastor Millie a cup of coffee. Don't say, I rebuke the devil. They got a lot of coffee. <laughs> Bless so-and-so. You want me to give what to who? What? Stop. What? What? <laughs> We're holding on to something. God has something bigger. We're still holding on to scraps. Scraps, they're not treasures, but they're treasures for others, but they're scraps to you. Let go. And let God. Let's release those things that God has called us to release. Can we release our attitude today? To God? Let, 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 me, let me tell you something, church. I remember when I used to go to the throne of God complaining about my wife. I knew that was coming. I felt it. Okay. <laughs> Years ago. And out of nowhere, God revealed to me all the struggles that she went through in one day. I felt so low that I began to weep and cry and I asked her for sorry. Why? Because sometimes we're just seeing a part of the picture. We're not seeing the whole picture. When you pray, God revealed to me the whole picture. Let me see myself in the picture and let me not get lost in the picture. There's a lot of people today in this world, mm -hmm. sad enough to say, that are lost in their own mm -hmm. picture. And they will never find a way out. You know why? Because they, for some reason, want to see what they want to see. Mm -hmm. No, God showed me the whole picture. Mm -hmm. Let us be on our feet, church. Mm -hmm. Before we make any announcements,